Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pro Football Show for this Thursday, March 26, as we mosey along in what has been a very difficult offseason for everyone. Uh, forget about the football business. Pro football has kind of moved along as normal as can be, although as we're going to get into it, um, it's certainly the health crisis going on around the country has certainly affected how we're doing business on the pro side, certainly has affected the college side, and all sports, certainly more importantly, uh, within our daily lives, it's had the most effects. Uh, we will certainly be here as we always are to try to uh, enlighten you and certainly take uh, your mind off of what's been uh, a very frustrating and difficult time for all of us. I want to remind you of a couple of things. Uh, Our great friends at 401k Generation, speaking of somebody that can maybe help you through these difficult times, understand the market a little bit better to see how um, you can get a better understanding of what's the best way to meet your goals financially, uh, understand things a little bit better. No obligation, phone conversation or a text to find out what they do. They're so good to us, they bring you this podcast, and they're licensed in all 50 states. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, they can be of assistance to you. Give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. And if you happen to be like these guys and have your own product that you'd like to market, we can absolutely help you do that. We can definitely promote your business, your brand, and all you got to do is drop us a line over at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris, and we'll get in touch with you and see if we can't make it happen, see if it's a good match. So I uh, want to also um, remind you what the latest is over at LandryFootball.com, getting the draft boards up. Got all the offensive guys. We'll probably have all the defensive guys done today, certainly the latest by Friday. And then the horizontal board which is the best overall players in the draft. Yes, draft boards are being formulated, put out there for your understanding. This is what a true draft board looks like, not just some list of top 50 or 30 or 
75 or 100 that is meaningless, that doesn't tell you where a guy fits. Um, understand that there's separations in any draft. Clusters of players may be very similar. So you might have, you know, one or two players that stand out, and then you have maybe a cluster of five or six, and then you may have a little bit of a drop-off on a cluster of 10 or 12. You you can understand the draft and draft boards better this way, and that's unique. You're not going to find anything else anywhere like this that's going to be able to explain it to you the way that we can due to our experience of having over now 30, well over 30-plus years running NFL drafts. So check it out today. We've got our scouting season offer. That's the best discount we've ever had. Uh, take advantage of it now um, because it doesn't come all the time, and we think it's the timing is good to get you involved to see what we do, to break the game down from inside the film room from a coaching and scouting perspective. So check it out today, less than $5 a month. Can you beat that? Have your access to your own scouting department for less than $5 a month. Um, very easy to see how this is a great value. We know things are tight, and we know the market's not good and all that, but give yourself a gift today of football that will last all year long, 12 months a year, seven days a week. And whether it's in season, out of season, we got it covered for you from Recruiting to the draft, we got it all covered for you over at LandryFootball.com. So, the latest that we have around the league is the discussion continues, at least on the outside anyway, I guess speculation that, uh, and the likelihood that things are not going to change, but the NFL's general manager subcommittee has been recommending to the commissioner Roger Goodell we talked about this yesterday to push the draft back to reschedule it due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic player physicals gathering psychological testing further verified information on workouts that there is a competitive maybe disadvantage overall, but maybe a competitive disadvantage that some teams have in their training facilities due to the during the draft while teams in California, New Jersey and other hard hit areas would be in a lockdown and unable to be in their team building. So what we have seen happen is while certain parts of the country are shutting down more than others, and you follow that, I'm sure, in waves. Well, they don't want to have a competitive advantage. Teams are beginning to have their meetings. Well, if you're having to shut them down in certain spots, the league said, the commissioner said, everybody's ordered to shut down their facility as of 6 p.m. local time last night. So everybody's in lockdown. Now, it's going to be interesting how creative in the planning of having certain draft meetings by um, teleconference and whatnot. It is is very challenging right now. And again, in a grand scheme of things, not the most important thing going on in the world, but certainly a challenge to get through meetings, 
to get all the most accurate information that are normally being gathered this time of year as we head to the draft. This is a problem. Okay. But the league has decided to go forward with the draft next month. And again, it's not going to be in Vegas. It's going to be done electronically. The details haven't come out yet, but it's going to be done basically out of New York or in, in NFL Films in Montlore, New Jersey, and that's how they're going to handle it. And it's going to be televised, and you're going to hear all the picks, but you're not going to have a lot of the fanfare. The reason why the commissioner and basically the, under the owner's guidance do not want to move it back is twofold. One, I think they would consider doing it if they were getting advice from the health officials in our country stating that, look, there's a chance that in the next few weeks it could get better to allow for more opportunities to get some of this information on these players, the medical, physical, the psychological testing. There's more of a window to get that done if we move the draft back. The feedback that they're getting from their health officials is that it's not going to get better for a while, and this could go on for a long time. So understanding that everybody's kind of dealing with the same situation and they're not really comfortable with making certain decisions based upon very limited information, everybody's going to have to take that chance, go into it together, somewhat not blind but certainly distracted of certain information. They're going to have to go forward with it because it's not likely to get better if they move the draft back to June or even later. Because the forecast is that April's going to be worse than March and that May's going to be worse than April. Don't know that. There are different opinions on that from the medical community, but that's kind of the latest. So what does this really mean? It means that if you're not likely... Um, to be able to get this stuff done, let's go forward with the draft so that we can then focus on the next phase when we're able to. So we can focus on any OTAs and mini camps and get get if if there is any positive, we're we're closer towards getting that under effect. The other thing is they're very aware aware of the need for fans to have something to look forward to sports-wise. And while you can't play games as everything has been shut down, there's going to be, even if it might be in a sterile studio environment, this draft may break all the records. It's in the past beaten um, NBA playoffs, certainly regular season baseball. Can you imagine that the only thing going on is in sports will be a draft. It may be one of the more um, watched events of the year, certainly by football fans. So they're going to go forward with it. And, and again, unless they get some information here the next couple of weeks, how are you going to deal with uh, uh, that, that will maybe 
give further indication that by pushing it back, you can get more of this stuff done. I don't see it changing at this point. Uh, how are teams dealing with it? Well, you don't have all the information. You're having to go off of what you did in the fall and the decisions you made with regard to evaluating players and their potential and the medicals that you got at the combine. Now, here's some of the things that are going on. There's going to be some FaceTiming um uh, video conferencing where you spend time with prospects. Maybe uh, it's not the same as meeting them face-to-face, but you it's an alternative. Medically, we are trying to work with getting certain players within different regions to get to a local doctor that perhaps you can get one of your team doctors on locale to lay their hands on the player, particularly a primetime player. You got Tua, for example, that is, you know, but you've got Javon Kinlaw. You've got a number of guys that have got some medical issues that need to be looked at. And just looked at by any doctor and not your doctors is not good enough, not worth the risk. So how is it going to affect? Well, it's affecting it in terms of you're either going to have to take your chance, you're going to have to trust your judgment, be willing to take a chance, <clears throat> or be you know over conservative on it, uh, but it's having an effect, no doubt. But the issue again is, <clears throat> I I kind of equate it to two things. One, the start of free agency. Well, we need to push it back. They said, you know what, this is not getting better. It's not like if we push it back, that players can go and visit teams. We're going to be dealing with this same pandemic, probably for a few months. So moving it back is not going to help it. It's the same thing that they did with the NCAA basketball tournament. They, I was the one of them that said, you know, why why don't they just move it back and see? Well, because they had the information. I trust that what the information they're getting is they're believing from the medical experts that, folks, this is going to be a long, drawn-out situation, and it's going to be very difficult to do what you normally do even if you put this draft back into June or July. So let's move forward, do the best we can with it. Um, a lot of teams, I think we're going to see after about a week or after we get to like April 8th, we'll have a reassessment on what the NFL is willing to do in terms of allowing their people back in meetings. A couple of options. Certainly it's going to mirror society. If there is a beginning of a reopening of you know people being able to go back to work and whatnot then opening up of campuses around the country then uh, you're going to see them allow them to go back in their facilities or that may allow for certain personnel around the league to go into the facility into the draft room but everybody else has to be um, you know on video conferencing it's it's unlike anything we've ever gone through. It's unlike anything that in the history of pro football we've never had a draft with a medically, you know, a pandemic virus going on that prevents you from being around other people. Just it didn't it it wasn't anything that was an issue back in 1918 when the Spanish flu was going on. I can tell you. But if there's a positive. 
not to the issue, but how do you deal with it is that you've got video conferencing. There are things you can do. It's going to be studied, looked into, trust me, and they're going to come up with a decision. But that's planning your meetings with teleconferencing and doing that. It's going to be quite a bit different. So if everybody else has to work from home, there's going to be a lot of pressure that you're going to have to work from home because you're non-essential. The essential folks are obviously the people that are feeding our country and are caring for the sick. Um, Everybody else is basically having to stay away from the office and not putting people at risk. And the NFL doesn't want to be the one that says, well, we don't care about that. There's a lot of pressure locally. And in certain places it's worse than others. Well, they don't want to have, again, a disadvantage to the people in Jersey the Jets and the Giants and the teams in California that have been hit worse, Seattle, which has been hit hard, um, New Orleans. I mean, it's, there's a lot of issues where a lot of in lockdown. So that's kind of the latest there. Um, <clears throat> you've probably seen where Tua Tungavaloa has posted his video for people to look at. It's looked good, moved well, thrown across his body, thrown across the hip to draft him the teams are going to want to be able to see him in person if possible. Again, we went over some of the roadblocks with that, but some of the creativity of trying to get that done. Obviously, he's not going to have a pro day on April 9th as originally scheduled, so he's going to have to do the best. And the advantage he has, he's in, he can go right down to Birmingham and with Dr. Andrews get a updated visual MRIs and what have you that will probably be sufficient or are going to have to be in today's environment. We're going to get into a little bit of Turo, uh, Turo, <laughs> Turo, Tua and Burrow and Herbert scouting reports a little later in the podcast. Some free agent news that have taken place around the league over the last 24 hours. Um going to hit on some of it, and some of it we're not going to spend a lot of time on, but the Steelers sign Tyree Kennel from the XFL, good-looking safety, could be a good special teams player for him. The Redskins signed Cody Latimer, formerly of the Giants, is into um, receiver to six-year career. You remember he's been very an under-retrieving guy. Um, uh, there's really not much there behind Terry McLaurin over in Washington, so I'm very curious to see um, what he might be able to do potentially in Washington. They're taking a chance there to try to get jumpstart his career. And certainly a high pick, another one of the mistake picks by John Elway in Denver. Um, the Bengals have kind of said that they're open to keeping Andy Dalton. Funny how that works. All options are still on the table. Uh, translation is they'll trade him, but they're going to need something for him in terms of trade. So they're going to hold on to him and going to tell everybody they're going to hold on to him until they get they want. Hey, look, we can draft the quarterback and still have Andy. Basically trying to keep their leverage as much as possible, what little there could be of him. Um, in terms of whether they're going to trade him, I think they're going to get the best deal possible. But if they can't get that type of deal – Let's see who doesn't fix their quarterback problem in the draft and who might be interested in Andy Dalton. Uh, Maybe they could get more from another team as we get deeper into the offseason, as perhaps we get into training camp, somebody gets injured. 
Uh, Dalton has no con- uh, no guaranteed money in his contract. They can afford to be patient with him. And, look, he could be a, the, the mentor with the, to Joe Burrow. Who knows? The Cowboys have resumed their talks with Dak Prescott. Um, we'll see if that progresses during this time frame. The Cardinals have signed D.J. Foster to a one-year deal. Foster spent the second half of 19 on IR with a hamstring injury. Um, the Redskins still holding out for two things that they're dealing with in their trade talks with Trent Williams. Somebody's got to be willing to pay that lad $18.5 million plus, and they're going to have to be willing to give up a second-round pick, at least at this stage. Will they come off of that? To this point, they have not. I think a team like the Jets have been in contact. We'll see. Uh, would they consider a high three? I you know, don't know. We'll see how that progresses. Um, as a lot of these deals are getting done, uh, there's maybe not some announcement with some of them. Um, the Ravens haven't announced Michael Brocker's contract because of the results of this physical um, yet to be incompleted. He had the ankle injury um, and – You've got uh, that. That's not a done deal, in other words. So that's to be determined. Even though we all know that's what's been announced, it's not officially official. The Colts signed Sheldon Day, formerly of the Niners, to a one-year contract. He'll reunite with DeForest Buckner. Um, so uh, the Panthers signed Zach Kerr, formerly of the Cardinals, to a two-year deal, 29 years old, depth signing. Um, the losses of Gerald McCoy. Don Terry Poe in the open market uh, could enforce him into a bigger role than anyone might have expected. The Bears re-signed Tyler Bray. Um, of course, they lost Chase Daniel as a backup. Obviously, they've got Trubisky and Foles in a certain role. So Tyler is certainly going to be the three guy with whoever loses out in the quarterback room between Trubisky and Foles um, as the number two. The Titans side... Tyle Sembrello, formerly of the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons released him. Um, he had only 96 reserve snaps. That's what he is. He's a guy with experience. It's got some versatility, but not been really effective uh, in his career. Um, uh, Denver, Atlanta, just not been real effective. The Redskins also signed Jeremy uh, Vukovic to a one-year contract. He was out of football in 19, but Played with the Packers, Colts, and Cardinals. Uh, starts uh, had about 16 starts at left guard for Indianapolis in 17. Um, former Division Three lineman is going to be 30, so long shot there for him. The Falcons signed Kahari Lee of the XFL, tight end. That's really good special teams player, and uh, and uh, and um, and uh, perhaps take over Luke Stocker's role. Um, the Steelers also signed Kevin Walker. We uh, of the XFL. It's, the uh, the time of year where you can uh, it's the it's the week to sign these XFL guys as they were allowed to sign this week. Uh, the Jets signed um, Patrick Awonasor of the Ravens. He lost his starting job last year, just three sacks. Uh, the Bears signed Jermaine Effetti, formerly of the Seahawks, to a one-year deal. It's expected after they lost Brandon Shell. Um, uh, to uh, to Seattle's offensive line. So Fetty um, at right tackle for the Seahawks last year likely be shifted to right guard. Um, 
as they lost Kyle Long in, in Chicago this offseason. The Bengals signed Vaughn Bell, formerly of the Saints, to a three-year, $18 million contract. It's a, another splash on defense for Cincinnati. Bell joins Texans run stuffer DJ Reader, Trey Waynes at corner, Xavier Sulafilo, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, Josh Bynes, corner LaShawn Sims. They've added a lot of guys in free agency, one of the, the better safeties in the box and against the run. He replaces Sean Williams uh, across um, from Jesse Bates. 25-year-old, has been very productive, and uh, 23 appearances, uh, game appearances for the Saints. Uh, the Bucks re-signed Indomitian Suda, a one-year, $8 million contract. Um, keeping this defense together is important. I uh, got Shaq Barrett, of course, returning. Um so need to get that defense and get things surrounding Tom Brady in order. The Vikings signed Anthony Zettel, formerly of the Niners, going to make it. They making his eighth stop around the NFL. The Chargers signed Donald Parnham, formerly of the XFL Dallas Renegades, to a two-year contract. Went undrafted out of Stetson last April. Played pretty. Uh, did uh, latched on with the Redskins. Didn't make the final cut, but did a really good job. Uh, was recommended. Uh, <clears throat> the XFL did a pretty good job for Dallas the Dallas Renegades of the XFL. Uh, the Bengals, we talked about uh, one of their signings. LaShawn Sims was one of their signings that they signed. The Cowboys, as we said, they were close to getting a deal done with Don Terry Bull, have done so, has been in the works for some time. And it's um, not an every-down force that he was back in his Chiefs day, but he's still a guy that can give them some good reps, I think. Nikel Roby Coleman, formerly of the Rams, formerly of the Non-interference call, controversial non-interference call, Rams versus Saints in the conference championship game. Um, still a good player, nickel guy. Uh, the Eagles' back end of their defense has gotten a lot stronger with Slay and Nikel Roby Coleman. Um, the Vikings have signed Taji Sharp, formerly of the Titans, to a one-year deal. Gives them a potential option opposite Adam Thielen. On a thin receiving core now, as Diggs is gone and um, A.J. Brown, of course, has emerged in Tennessee, the signing of Adam Humphrey, so he was expendable. Uh, Minnesota's going to have to address receiver in the draft, no doubt. The Cowboys signed Blake Bell, the belldozer. Remember him out of Oklahoma. Tight end, formerly of the Chiefs, to a one-year contract. Good blocker. Did a good job for the Chiefs in run-blocking situations. Uh, the Falcons signed Allen Bailey to a one-year deal, a one-year extension rather through 2021. 33 years old, uh, did a good job in the run defense in the run game in the past game. The Saints got uh, Janoris Jenkins on a two-year, 16.7 million dollar extension. Um, way to open up cap space, but Jenkins is good enough. Um, 32, he's really graded out well in the three games with the the Saints. So they think. He, he gives them a good starting opposite, uh, uh, corner opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Sean uh, Payton has said that Taysom Hill is going to take over for Drew Brees um, as, and be the number two guy, and he's the guy that they expect to take over for Brees when Brees calls it a career. It's going to be interesting to see um, how much work they can get done this offseason to begin with and then what he can do in preseason, more snaps, if he can develop more as a passer. At this point, I think that um, he's been better as a gadget guy. I don't know that he's what you're looking for as a future starter in the league, but Sean Payton, 
um, think so. So we shall see how this plays out. Of course, Teddy Bridgewater is off to Carolina. Um, another conference news, uh, Cameron Brait restructured his deal with the Bucks. Um, classified is a pay cut, but he they took a decrease in salary from $6 million to $4.25 million. Keeps Braid a red zone guy in tow for Tom Brady. Um, by the way, we talked about the Panthers signing P.J. Walker. A lot of folks were very interested in P.J. Walker, who's the best quarterback in the XFL through the first, well, the first part of the season when they were able to play. Um, also in Atlanta, Bleedy Ray Wilson has got a new one-year deal with the Falcons. Includes a base salary of $1.05 million with a signing bonus of $135K. Um, so that's the latest there. So as we get a little bit closer to the draft, we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, some key players uh, in the draft, get a little bit of a scouting report for you. And what better way to perhaps start than to go with a couple of quarterbacks? Joe Burrow had one of the better years that we've seen in a one-year stint in college. Of course, he attended Athens High School. Started his career at Ohio State. You know that by now. Grad transfer to LSU. Um, his dad and his older brothers, all three went to Nebraska. That's where Joe wanted to go, out of high school. And then in a transfer, Nebraska turned him down twice. Um, sure regretting it now. He was unbelievable this past year. No doubt about it. Not a lot of flaws in his game, other than the fact he hadn't done it for a long time. One of the best statistical seasons we've seen in college football. Some bad decisions, but not many. Took some bad sacks, but not many. Pinpoint accurate. Maneuvers in the pocket as well as anybody I've seen coming out of college in some time. He can make plays inside and outside the pocket. Throws with great anticipation. Play after play. Gives his guys a chance to make plays in one-on-one situation. Um unfazed in the pocket, steps into the deep ball, doesn't have a gun for an arm, but good enough, quick release, enough arm talent to attack anywhere on the field. Anticipation in the red zone is fantastic. Regularly throws before the breaks, and so, you know, he can throw guys open so well, and the difficulty of making plays in the red zone is accuracy and anticipation. This guy's got it in spades. One of the greatest single-season years, as I've mentioned, a gamer mentality, will do whatever it takes. Um, Only done it for one year. A lot of talent around them. Certainly they did a good job of adjusting what they were doing, and it all came together. It's not going to be in as advantageous a situation with the Bengals if that's where he goes. Um, You know, his eyes can drop a tad in the pocket at times. He's not going to add much to the running game other than play extensions and just uncontested runs. But, look, I've said it. His mechanics in his build, he looks like a little more athletic Tom Brady. In fact, I think he's got a little bit more of the athletic traits that are reminiscent of Tony Romo. And dare I say, he does remind me a lot mechanically of Brady. Look, I'm not saying he's going to have that type of career. We're talking about physically looking. That's what it looks like. For Tua, we're an interesting situation, obviously unique situation. This is a guy that obviously grew up on the islands in Hawaii, was offered a scholarship 
by most. I know that UCLA, for example, offered him as a sophomore. And he almost quit football when his grandfather passed away. He stuck with it, decided to stick with it, and really started to develop. It wasn't until the uh, junior year in high school where everybody, USC, Ole Miss, Texas Tech, Nebraska, Utah, started to come back with offers. Then the following year he became the number one quarterback in the country and five-star quarterback. Everybody wanted him, ends up going to Alabama over USC. Um, Obviously came on the spotlight in the national championship game, pulling the game out for Alabama against Georgia. Um, High expectations in 18, he delivered. Graded out over 90%. He could navigate that pressure in the pocket. He shredded defenses from a clean pocket, 11.3 yards per attempt. Um, Delivered the ball with pinpoint accuracy. Got his E accurate. Uncanny accuracy. I mean, was just... We're talking 66% accuracy percentage. That is throwing the ball to spots. That's not completion percentage. That is, is he getting it done? Just unbelievable. He was on the path to have an even better season this past year before he suffered the injury against Mississippi State. Uh, Created out over 90% again. He's a franchise quarterback. Healthy is the biggest key and the really only question. And health in that not that he's going to get over or not get over his current injury, but is his body going to hold up in the NFL? He's got a spindly-legged body. He's built in the lower body like Matt Ryan. But um, he's not as tall. He's really unique, um, and he's done it for a long time in the highest pressured situation in college football. When I say pinpoint accuracy, I mean unbelievable. He can get outside the pocket, extend plays with his legs, throws with great anticipation, doesn't need to see an open receiver. He anticipates so well. He doesn't drop his eyes under pressure, unafraid to maneuver in a tight pocket, steps into his throws. Um, He just carves you up against the blitz. Um, Unbelievable. Really, really effective against the Blitz. He converted pressure to sacks at the lowest rate. So as you pressure a quarterback, the conversion to sacking him was the lowest of anybody in college football the past couple of years. So he can avoid the pressure with getting the ball out, under pressure, even with his size issues, height issues, and his movement issues. Um, To me... He plays the game somewhat like Drew Brees uh, from a pinpoint accuracy standpoint from the other side, of course, built a little bit more like Matt Ryan. You know, people will say he's built like Drew Brees. He's not. Drew Brees is a little thicker in the lower body. Matt Ryan is a little bit more spindly in the lower body. But Tua is a little bit closer height-wise to Drew. So a little bit of a combination. So hopefully I'm explaining that well and giving you a visual um, I, I do think he's been a little bit too much of a run, one-read guy, certainly Junis uh, Junior year or the the uh, last year, sophomore year. Some panicky throws uh, when the first read's not there. He'll drift a little bit in a clean pocket. He'll sometimes bring the pressure to him, but he deals with it so well. 
that he gets away with it. So, look, I think he's going to go really high. I still think there's a great chance he's going to go in the top three because I think somebody's going to move up to get him. Uh, obviously, I don't know. I don't think that Detroit or um, Washington is going to take him, but I think that's where you're going to have to go to get him. Justin Herbert is an other interesting story. Three-star recruit, basketball, baseball, and football at Sheldon High School right there in Eugene, Oregon. I mean, lived on the same block as Autzen Stadium. Lifelong fan of the Ducks. Chose Oregon over Montana State, Nevada, Northern Arizona, and Portland State. Was offered a scholarship by former coach Mark Helfrich in uh, October of 2015. Uh, again, three-star kid. Started as a true freshman back in 16. Put up 15 big-time throws and eight starts. He'd follow that up with a monster sophomore campaign. In eight games, he dropped 20 big-time throws compared to only five turnovers. He averaged 9.6 yards per attempt. Looked like the favorite to be the number one overall pick heading into the 18 season. Took a significant backslide into 18, then developed a reputation for coming up small in big games. Graded out very poorly. Graded out in the 30 percentile against Arizona and Arizona State, <clears throat> probably about a, a 58, 59 percent. Just in some big games and big moments, didn't show up as well. We've seen other quarterbacks that have gone on to have great pro careers suffer the same issues. So we'll see. I think the guy's got tremendous natural gifts physically. He's shown elite play in the past. Uh, you just wonder, great arm talent, you just wonder where the consistency has been and where he can get. Look, he's better than Ryan Tannehill coming out. And you have to look at him as somebody that needs to be developed, need to put a, a, a good team around him. And I think he's in play with a team like the Chargers, If whoever doesn't get Tua. I think there are a couple of teams that would be interested. The arm talent's elite. The tape is not at elite. Uh, the offense is not great that he played in to showcase what he can do. Um, below average skill players. But yet, you know, he's still in the second half against Auburn didn't play well. Didn't do a good job against Arizona last year. Um, should not have that many low-end performances in my mind. Most talented pure arm in this draft. Ball flies out of his hands, got juice on the comebacks, the deep comebacks. Velocity is just natural, God-given. He loves attacking the seams. Good touch leading downfield. Legitimate threat running the football on the option runs. I mean, he's not Cam Newton, but he's 6'6", he's 230, and he can be used in the design run game. The offense didn't play to his strength. I think he's got, and maybe in a better situation, would have done a better job. Limited downfield options. Um four more horizontal options in that offense, I think he can go deep more effectively. Good ball placement on downhill throws. But, again, when you know it's not a criticism of the coaching at Oregon, but they didn't for whatever reason with that great offensive line, great running back, some talent. They, they just didn't have vertical weapons that could beat you at receiver. And I think this is one of those cases where – He's got a chance to be a better and perhaps even a much better quarterback at the next level. I think he's got a little bit of a shaky underneath ball placement. Um, athleticism doesn't translate it to throwing on the move as, as well as you'd like. 
And I really, really hate the fumbling issue. I mean, he's had 26 fumbles and 43 starts, despite having a very good offensive line in front of him. Um, again, ball security coming up small in some big games concerned me. Um, a little bit of freezing in the pocket at times when the first read um, it doesn't come open. But, man, this guy's got tons of ability. And and I think that my guess is this guy's going to be really good player at the next level and become a very effective quarterback. And I expect him to go, uh, again, really high, certainly top half dozen or so picks in this draft. So that's a look at um, those guys. We'll um, talk a little bit about Chase Young. Um and some other guys uh, at some other positions, uh, maybe we'll take a look at that tomorrow and we'll uh, tomorrow's show. We'll begin to break down some of these guys for you. But for more detailed breakdowns and the draft boards, you head on over to LandryFootball.com. That's where you can get the most complete, detailed information uh, on the market. It's uh, the NFL's 32nd NFL, 33rd NFL team. I do work for consulting teams in the NFL and college programs, and we can provide information to you that others just don't have the credentials and the know-how to do. You're Certainly from a fantasy football standpoint, knowing a little bit about the game, there are a lot of folks that follow it, but they don't see the game and understand the game at the level that we can provide for you. So if you want to have a deeper dive look and better understanding of the college game, the pro game, from recruiting to the draft, we got it for you over at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of it today. Our scouting season offer, free agent boards, free agent scouting reports, draft boards, draft scouting reports, notebooks every day, all the latest inside information in the college and pro game. We got it covered for you. Take advantage of it today. And take advantage of the opportunity to get in touch with the great folks at 401k Generation, Eddie Rojas, and his great crew, licensed in all 50 states. They can help you. Get in touch with them. Tell them that you heard about them. Um, tell them that we sent you. Uh, tell them that you want to learn a little bit more about what they do. And thank them certainly for providing you this podcast, providing me the opportunity to give you this podcast each and every day. So we appreciate them. Call or text at 1-866-998-5879. Send me a line over at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris if you've got a question, if you've got something you'd like us to promote, if you've got a question that you want me to address on the podcast. We can absolutely do it. And to make sure that you listen to our college podcast each and every day, even if you're not a college fan, this time of year you need to be listening to the college podcast. Why? We spend an awful lot of time much more time talking about the draft prospects than we have time to talk about on this podcast because right now with spring practice being shut down on the college level, that's what we're spending a lot of our time, breaking down the the college players heading into the NFL. So check that out. You can learn a whole lot about all of these prospects in this draft by listening to that podcast and certainly going to LandryFootball.com. So sign up for Landry Football's conference call wherever you get your podcast, and you can get this podcast, you can get the college podcast each and every weekday, a double dose of both. So we'll be back tomorrow with more of the latest in the NFL, talk a little bit more draft, talk a little bit more about what's going on in the world 
of free agents in the NFL and anything else that might be developing and any changes to the draft process or the preparation to the draft process. We'll have it all for you right here on the the Landry family of Landry Football's conference call on the Pro Football Show and certainly over at LandryFootball.com. Have a great day, everybody. Flip on over to the College Show, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.